Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On the left wing for the win! He shoots and scores! 5-4 into 10 in overtime! Across the 5, the deuce is loose! Touchdown Elks! Trade forward into the end zone. Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, here's what's going on tonight. It is Game 7 of the American League Championship Series, the Rangers and the Astros. The road team has won every game in this series so far, and the Texas Rangers looking good to make that happen again. They're up 4-1 in the third inning. I don't know if you heard last week when I told you I got a buddy who despises the Houston Astros. I'm actually uh, meeting up uh, with him a little bit later on to watch Monday Night Football. I'm sure the baseball game will be on as well where we're going, uh, and he's a big 49ers fan, so he's going to be all hyped up for Monday Night Football too. Uh, so he's happy. He's definitely happy with that one so far with, uh, with uh, Houston and trailing in that game. He hates the Houston Astros for their uh, sign-scaling cheating scandal from a few years ago. His 49ers uh, not looking so good halfway through the second quarter. It is 10-0 for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, the other baseball game today, the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies 5-1. So that series is tied 3-3. Going to be a Game 7 in the NLCS as well. Hockey tonight. Just one game in the NHL, about 12 minutes left in the third period. Canadians lead the Sabres 2-1. Tomorrow, Oilers in action at the Minnesota Wild. No Connor McDavid for the first time in what's going to be a stretch of, well, likely three to five games if he's out one to two weeks, as uh, that game will be on 6.30, Chad, with 5.30 for the faceoff show in the game at 7. Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now preceding that starting at 4 o'clock. So, of course, uh, McDavid out, the big story there. Evander Kane... Uh, filled in on the uh, power play today, so um, more of a shooter, net front type of guy, whereas McDavid is uh, more of the uh, wing type player, the distributor, who can also, of course, finish and retrieve a lot of pucks. One thing with Evander Kane, I just I just want to touch on this today and, and kind of hopefully put it to bed for people. Uh, Evander Kane did a second intermission interview with uh, Scott Oak, the other night that uh, had people wondering if he was uh, criticizing his coach. Uh, Kane was asked about that today. It's really easy to view that complaint of ice and when you don't, when they don't flip the question uh, and they just flip my answer, right? So like a lot of the times, you know, I've talked about in the media, they, there's always a lack in context. And, and that was a great example of uh, at something being taken, a quote for me without even there being a question involved. Um, so people can take it as they may. And to be honest, even if you just look at the question or the answer, I just laid out the facts. I did play three minutes that period. I did get into a fight and I did sit in the box for eight minutes. So I was just laying out the facts. All right. 
now here here's the exact quote from uh, the other night that had and I, I should say I think this is has some people riled up um, I, I wasn't really aware of this until much later as as you know if you listen to 630 chat I am on the radio during the intermission so I'm not seeing what is on the uh, television and uh, not hearing what is being played so I, I have to learn about this stuff after the fact as well uh, here was the the quote that had again I think some people, uh, a little riled up and accusing Kane of uh, criticizing Woody. Yeah, I didn't uh, didn't play much in the first period, so I thought uh, might as well get into a fight and uh, take seven or eight minutes in the box. Okay, so here's the deal. Now, that clip that is available online also doesn't include the question. So today I called the guy who asked the question, and that is Scott Oak, and I said, hey, can you just clarify what the question was? And Scott said, yeah, I basically said, you know, uh, are you trying to just basically get yourself going and feel a little bit more involved by getting into a fight uh, against your former teammate? And Kane answered that. And if you you saw the interview, Scott kind of chuckles at the end. And Scott said, I thought he was being funny. I didn't sense anything going after Jay or trying to cause a rift or anything like that. So... I'm going to take that at face value. I'm going to take Kane at uh, face value today. I think this is the type of thing that in oil country, when the team isn't doing well, and one of your better forwards, in this case, Evander Kane, isn't scoring, it's it's going to get perhaps taken to places that it doesn't need to get taken to. So uh, I bring that up not to sensationalize it, but just to uh, maybe clarify it. And I think... Um, you know, look, I, I don't think Kane is going to sit there the second intermission and try to go off on his coach five games into the season. Uh, Jay Woodcroft, though, was asked about that comment today as well. How do you- I see that as a positive. I saw somebody that was frustrated with the way the first two periods uh, went in terms of the amount of penalties taken. If you look at that first two periods, I think both teams took five five penalties each that led to power play so that's 20 out of the 40 minutes as soon as you scrape off half half of the available game in terms of uh you know rhythm and stuff you're not getting into a rhythm so uh like i said i saw some positives in his in his game as the game wore on as i said he got physical he got in a fight I thought the team responded to some good things, and you know, uh, I don't see that as a negative at all. I see it as someone who's passionate and uh, wants to get into a rhythm and wants to play. All right, so yeah, I think uh, Kane. I mean, he knows he needs to get a little bit more involved. He needs to know. He knows he needs to be on the score sheet. I think they're uh, waiting for Connor Brown to come around a little bit as well. If you heard Mac T on Oilers now about an hour ago, a little over an hour ago, you know he remains very positive about the team and uh, believes this five-game stretch is just a blip on the radar and that players like Kane and Brown are are too good to not get going. I I believe that as well. I believe this is a very good team. I believe they have a good roster. I believe they have, well, I know they have almost everybody back from last year. They've added Connor Brown, who should be better than Kyler Yamamoto, who basically he replaced. I believe all that stuff. Um, I guess the, the the concern would be is two of the five games they've played really, really bad. They played really, really bad in Vancouver. They played really, really bad in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, Nashville certainly wound up blowing them out, took control of the game after the first period, kind of handled it from there. Campbell had a good night. The two Saturday night home games, um, 
Can you say that they deserved better? Maybe deserved uh, two or three total points or even four instead of just one? Yes, you can make that argument. Having said that, there were definitive reasons they didn't get that point and those extra points. And it's not just the other team's goaltender. It's not just the other team's goaltender. Uh, I, I remember speaking to Mac T. He used to be a regular on this show. And he said, it's the job of the offensive players to overcome great goaltending. And they weren't able to do that against Casey DeSmith, and they weren't able to do that against Connor Halibuck. And then on top of that, they made some mistakes at key times in games. And I thought Skinner had a very good game, but that was a mess up trying to play the shorthanded goal, winds up, uh, or the shorthanded opportunity that turned into the goal. And, you know, that tied the game, and it stayed tied into overtime. So, look, I, I, I don't think it's crisis mode, but when you're 1 3 and 1, Okay, well, what if you go 1-3-1 and one again in the second half or in the second five-game segment coming up here, which you might not have McDavid for? And then you're 2-6-2, two, and two, and a portion of the schedule is gone already. And the, the one way to look at it is, so what do you need to make the playoffs? Like at least 90 points? Let, let's just be conservative and say you need at least 90 points to make the playoffs. You probably might need a little bit more. Let's say 90, and you've gone through your first 10 games and you only have six points. That means you have to get 84 points in your last 72 games. That means you got to play 12 games over 500. Okay, doable if you got a good team like the Oilers. They've proven that they can do that. But then what if the next 10 game segment is, and, and so on and so on and so on. So I think that's where the worry would come in. That's where the worry would come in a little bit uh, for me. Just you, you don't want the stumble to go on too long because early in the season, you haven't banked any points to have a little bit of a cushion against it. But Having said that, I, I do think this team is uh, too good, too talented, too experienced to uh, to have something like a, a 12, 15, 18-game segment where you're playing, you know, 300 hockey. Uh, as for the power play, Kane will slide in there. So sort of a similar type of uh, role to uh, Hyman on the power play. At least that's how you would think about those two guys being used. Here's uh, Jay Woodcroft on having both Hyman and Kane on the PP. I think Kane when he's been on that unit here has been at the net but in his history he's been on flanks he's been in the middle you know i think when you put good players together they they find a way to make it work and certainly him joining that unit is not new in his personal history uh he has the talent he has the ability and he can move around he doesn't need to just be in one place all right, so that is uh, some of the storylines for the Oilers going into tomorrow, to tomorrow's game against the Minnesota Wild. And if you uh, are a standings watcher early in the season, and, and I still am. I know my colleague Rob Brown says he never pays too much attention to the standings. You have to finish in the top three in your division to automatically make the playoffs and not worry about the wild card. Well, that's uh, very much up for grabs in the Pacific because it, there's been a lot of talk about Vegas, 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 and they deserve the attention. They won the Stanley Cup last year, and they're 6-0 and this year after that you got vancouver with uh six points they're above 500 the rest of the division is 500 or lower los angeles five points in five games calgary five points in six games edmonton three points in five games seattle three points in six games anaheim and san jose who were not expected to do well are below that so i won't even bother getting too much into their point total so if the Oilers win a couple in a row or two out of three, they might be right back into the top three in the division, which, again, I know it's early, but just if you are looking at the standings. 
All right. So uh, the Elks had their garbage bag day today. Another loss to uh, end the season against uh, an outstanding Winnipeg team that will host the West final against either BC or Calgary. How far away are we from that? I guess a little under three weeks. Um, I, when the the season was in its absolute uh, peak misery, when they were going 0-6, 0-7, 0-8, I know they eventually did go 0-9, but they put Ford in for that ninth game. Uh, you know, I started looking at the schedule, and I was not talking about playoffs or four wins or anything. I was talking about one win, and I said, you can basically write off the games against Winnipeg, BC, and Toronto. And it did turn out they went 0-8 against those teams. They did not beat Winnipeg. Uh, they did not beat BC. They did not beat Toronto. They only played Montreal once, did not beat them. The other four teams, they beat once each. So while the Elks showed improvement with Florida's quarterback, still not on par with the uh, with the top three teams in the league. And man, oh man, I mean, look, uh, Craig Dickinson was fired by Saskatchewan today. No talk of that because uh, they have a bye coming up this last week of the season too, just like the Elks. No talk of that here in Edmonton. I mean, Chris Jones has won eight games in two years. And, and I'll, I mean, when he was rehired, we, we talked about it a lot on this show. I remember we did open line and texts and emails, and, and some people liked it and some people didn't. The concern at the time, from what I remember, wasn't necessarily was the team going to be good. The concern was, will he leave before the contract is up? And now perhaps the discussion is, should he be relieved of his duties before the contract is up? And I know there's all the stuff about the coach's cap and all those types of things. But eight wins in two seasons, that's that's pretty poor. And, and are the Elks in a better spot today than they were at the end of last season? I'm not sure they are. And Morley's going to have more on this in the Elks this week between 7.30 and 8. Um, and you might say, well, Reed, they got they got Ford. Fair enough. And I liked a lot of things Ford did. And I found him incredibly exciting to watch. And, and even the game Friday in Winnipeg, yes, he struggled at times, but he still made some nice plays and some nice runs. Um, but a year ago, we were saying, well, Cornelius came on and looked pretty good. And then the start of the season for him this year was pretty much a disaster. I do think the offensive coordinator who was relieved of those duties had something to do with that. Uh, it, it's a tough time. I mean, I know I talked about it earlier in the season. This is the worst stretch for the green and gold since the early 60s. It has been 60 years since the team was this bad for multiple seasons in a row. Are they in a spot to get out of there? One argument is they got Trey Ford, a Canadian quarterback who can thrive in the CFL because he can move around and extend plays. And if he learns to, uh, you know, read the defenses and get the ball off a little better, maybe there's something really special here. And Jones did say today at the moment... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Trey Ford is the number one quarterback. 
Well, I mean, Trey's a good player. I mean, he's he's going to have to come back and compete for a job just like everybody else. You know, I mean, uh, he'll come in as our number one, but Taylor Cornelius is a good player also. And uh, I feel like we not only have two good quarterbacks, I think we have a third. I think Daigie's a good little quarterback. And so every, everything's a competition in pro football, and, and it'll be square one when we come back day one. All right. Um, I don't know how you're going to feel about that, that he mentioned Cornelius' name in there. He is under contract, so they need him. <laughs> he he did well in his short yardage role for the most part this season. Um, I, I, I'm wondering if everybody would feel better if Jones just said it's Ford's job and we'll see what else happens there. Now, maybe Jones is respecting the other players who are under contract and who, who put in the work. But uh, it, it seems to me that there's still a little bit of, uh, you know, Chris Jones is is going to entertain other options at quarterback besides Trey Ford. And, and maybe that's not a bad thing, but uh, it is something to consider. Jones was also asked about his level of confidence they'll improve next year. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the plan. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I would have lost my house that we didn't this year, you know. So, again, it's uh, we got to keep our nose to the grindstone, and we've never quit on anything. So we got to keep working and do the things that we know that that have been successful in all the other places that we've been. All right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, though, and speaking of that quarterback position, uh, Chris Jones. If you look at his record, he has not been successful at all unless Mike Riley or Zach Kalaros has been his quarterback. So uh, if he's going to develop Trey Ford, he better get on with it. And if he thinks Trey Ford isn't the guy, he better find a guy that he is confident who can be the guy. Now, Riley was pretty special. And if you've listened to this show over the years, you know how good I think Kalaros is. But uh, Chris Jones's record without Riley or Kalaros as his quarterback, uh, I believe, is around 300 for a winning percentage. So that shows you how important that position is. And I know Jones went out and got some uh, receivers and spent some money on those positions this year. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you need a quarterback and you need an old line to protect him. And I think that's maybe the where they might want to start in the offseason. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. We'll visit with Morley Scott in a couple of minutes. Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Okay, uh, Morley, I'm going to ask you this question because I got asked it a lot in recent days, and you probably uh, have been as well. Now, the Riders fired their coach today. Chris Jones, the head coach and GM, came out and did uh, all the all the interviews today. But I'm still like, is Jones going to be back? Is Jones going to be back? Because there's, there's, like, does this signal already Jones is back for 2024, or what's the future of the coach and GM positions? I think it does. I think it does uh, signal that he's going to return for next year. Uh, Chris, I, I mean, you remember a couple of years ago, the uh, the organization didn't look all that great when they allowed Brock Sunderland and Jamie Elizondo to speak on Monday, then fired them all on Tuesday, right? Uh, it, that was not a good look, and I don't think the Elks would want to go through that again. Uh, uh, 
I think that he's back. I think he's preparing to move forward, and uh, we'll talk about that in the next half hour. Yeah. Well, I mean, you heard what I was saying. Like the, the I, well, the yeah, I, I the kind record, of agree right? with you, like, Reed, but but <laughs> Dickinson this year wasn't much of a coach after uh, he lost Trevor Harris. You know, you look back, uh, a lot of guys weren't good coaches if they don't have good quarterbacks. Well, right? and that's what I'm saying about the Elks, right? Like, if you're going to develop Ford, then developing and use them because yeah they 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 might have got to seven wins and actually be in the playoffs if he plays the entire year which i know isn't a great season but you'd be playing preparing for one more game anyway maybe i'm jaded and angry morley <laughs> i'm guessing you are <laughs> else this week with morley next